0: Great to have your company on Racing Pulse once again. And uh, as we've been saying, uh, it is International Women's Day today and we've got two very special women in the studio. One, Carlene Heffel, who has been doing brilliant things on the track and a star of the future maybe is also joining us with Caitlin Hollywood, who is one of the new inductees in the Racing Victoria Apprentice School. Uh, Ladies, thank you for making the effort to come in. Great to see you both.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, do you know Carling very well? Um, has she been a bit of an inspiration for you as well, Caitlin, when you've been starting on your, on your track to becoming a jockey? She's,
2: she's definitely one of the inspiring jockeys out there. I, I like to keep a record and watch all of them, but she definitely stands out to me.
0: So how old are you?
2: I'm 23.
0: You're 23, and, and Carling, you would be an inspiration for what you've been able to do and where you've been able to come from in your career to where you sit right now
1: yeah i'd I'd like to think i can help someone on the way up yeah definitely
0: because where did it all begin for you
1: um early days it was back in the pony club pony coverings started there and then um started doing some serious eventing got up to two two star on my old thoroughbred doing uh, some big tracks and yeah then the racing started
0: so what was it that or was there someone who said hey i think you should maybe think about becoming a jockey
1: I, had a, I used to work in racing sort of early days when I, I started there when I was about 18 and a um, few people would ask, you know, why don't you be a jockey? You're little, you're small enough, you're light enough and I, I never really thought serious about it um, and then when I started working with Julian, he, uh, mm. he, yeah, he's the one that told me to give it a crack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that where it starts for you as well? Because you don't have a family racing background. No. Is it just the love of the horse and wanting to get involved in pony clubs and riding?
2: Yeah, I just I just thought racing was top level. It's just always been my goal and my dream ever since I can remember.
0: So how does a young girl with no racing background in their family find racing and go, you know what, that's what I want to do?
2: Yeah, actually, it was quite difficult for me to get going and especially getting to ride track work because it's more who you know, not what you know sometimes. But I used to ride my bike to a track in Mornington before work. I mean, before school, my bad and I'd work there, and yeah.
0: Is it just the horse that you fell in love with? Is that what it was, the initial attraction?
2: It was just all of it, just mm. being the best you can be, being like an elite athlete and pushing yourself. Really.
0: Oh, my daughter's just started pony school, and she's in love with her pony, but I, I look at what she's doing, and I think, the transition to becoming a jockey and what you guys do, the speed you go at, the closeness, the toughness. like I struggle to get my head around how you can go from A to B. Do you remember when you first, and I'll ask you in a moment, Carleen, got on and said, let's let one go at full tilt gallop?
2: It was the best feeling in the world. Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was no fear?
2: No. never.
0: No? no? Was it the same for you, Carleen?
1: I remember when I was first learning to gallop and I had a few... Uh, take off for me (laughs) the unintentional gut was pretty fun (laughs) but when then when I started you know controlling them that was even better because you could you know ask the button and you just go as fast as you want in controlled speed was a lot a lot funner
0: (laughs) what's more difficult is it I mean you're on equine athletes that are are revved up and trained up to to race as fast as they can or is it maybe the, the pleasure horse that can be a bit unruly as well
1: what which ones do to, I prefer? Too easy
0: to control. The, the horses uh, that are in constant uh, yeah. training or?
1: Definitely the ones in constant training. Yeah. You know, they're, they're smart about their work, most, most of them. You know, they know how fast you want them to go and they'll sit at that speed for you. Yeah.
0: Mm. And your career, how difficult has it been to, to get to where you are now because you're getting regular rides for big trainers like Peter Mooney when you're first trying to get into the sport, like what Caitlin's doing?
1: Yeah, you have your ups and downs. Um, I think definitely when you've got your four kilo, you think you're flying, you're getting a lot of rides and you're getting the wins and then you sort of hit a bit of a low when you start to lose your claim. But uh, I think if you've got the good support, you can get that consistency. And, um, yeah, this last year for me has been my best. Mm. So,
0: And if you were to put a number on how many rides it takes you to ride your first winner, how many, how many would you like it to be?
2: Oh... Ideally, first ride. First ride, yes. Yeah.
0: So you can beat Carlin because you know she won her first race <laughs> at just her second ride, uh, which is pretty phenomenal. Do you remember that yeah. day vividly?
2: Yeah,
1: I do. Uh, well, it was supposed to be my first ride, oh, first really? win. Yeah, we actually thought that may could go really well, but um, it didn't pan out. So the second one, it was a big surprise.
0: And the the way you rode it that day, I think it was last coming to the turn you you basically were scraping the paint down the outside <laughs> fence. Was, was that the instructions?
1: I don't even remember what the instructions were, to be honest, but I don't think it was to be that wide. But um, like Moe is, everyone was fanning that day and mm. that was the only path for me. Yeah. Hey,
0: tell us a little bit about the, the apprentice school and how important it is. And you're in the new wave of the <laughs> inductees. Um, how many are inducted in this current crop?
2: Well, there's eight of us this year. There's yeah. four girls and four boys, and
0: so how important is it, do you think, to be part of this to to get to where you want to be, which is ultimately a professional jockey?
2: Oh, well, it's very important. They've got all the resources we could ever even dream of.
0: Mm. It's only just started, obviously, but what type of of um, mentorship do you receive? I know Alf Matthews is involved. Yeah, there's, involved. Alf, there's um, yeah.
2: Darren Gouch. There are jockey coaches and, yeah, it's really good to learn off some of the best.
0: Obviously, there'll be practical, which is the race riding, but is there, mm. is it almost a little bit of classwork as well? Yeah, you, there's book work yeah, as well. Yeah, so just explain rules, what you do.
2: Learning the rules of racing is obviously very important mm. and all those things, but, yeah, no, I'm really excited to see what the future holds.
0: And there's probably an evolution, Carleen, as you would have seen since you started race riding, about what styles of race riding there should be, the whip being the biggest one. So is that an emphasis that you think the younger jockeys coming through will have more focus on?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely um, a major point in the racing that the coaches will probably drill into the younger ones coming through. Yeah.
0: What's your viewpoint on it? Because we get to see a lot of the the younger jockeys and it seems to be a lot of the the women jockeys are... are more adept at hands and heels, and not so much using the whip as much as what some of the, their predecessors may have done.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, I'm all for um, not obviously. I don't think we need to get rid of the whip completely, but um, like you said, uh, you watch a lot of the girls, or you know, they don't. We don't always hit them a lot, so. Uh, it really shows how good you can be hands and heels to get into mm. the line without even you know having to hit them if you have to
0: and how important is it to have that connection with the horse, both of you coming through pony clubs and and equestrian backgrounds before you becoming a jockey
1: Oh major, I think I think if you can if you learn the basics before you start sort of race riding you 've already got that natural balance and sort of feel for the horse so you get on a horse that you've never even seen before and you can sort of bond with it, click with it straight away because, you know, you've got the basics there, you're confident um, and it goes a long way.
0: Can you feel straight away the difference between a, a good horse and, and just a run-a-mill horse when you first get on?
1: Yeah, definitely. The, the good horses, they definitely give you a, a different feel. It's what, something special. What
0: kind of feel is that? I'm fascinated from somebody who doesn't ride as to what the difference in that feeling is.
1: They've just got like, They've got a presence about them, you know. They they puff themselves up and mm. they feel good underneath you, and they just have like a swagger almost. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, have you working with Natalie and Trent, um, who are your apprentices too? They've got lots of good horses. Who's the best one you would have ridden in maybe some track work? They
2: sure, sure do. Um, I got I got the uh, privilege of riding Sierra Sue mm. a while ago, and I got to ride Uncle Bernie's last prep. But yeah, there's just so many quality horses that come through there. That's just to name a few. It's um, it's really great being there.
0: What's the process for you then, Caitlin, to taking the next step to ultimately becoming a jockey? Um, What do you need to get ticked off? Um, Because there's obviously a number of assessments before you can actually get your license.
2: Yeah, so I still need to get ticked off. I've done jump outs for years, but I'm still in the process of sending 20 of my best in to the board which will then take me off to do official trials. And it's a minimum of 10 officials if they're happy with them mm-hmm. to then hopefully have your first race ride.
0: Yep. And what's it like when you're in a, in a jump out or trial? The first one that you did, can you tell us what that was like when it's the first kind of race experience?
2: Yeah, it was... I just couldn't believe how quick it went. Really? It was, it was over before it even started. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best thing ever.
0: And is it... A blur while you're there and how tight they race and sounds and the noise. Yeah,
2: at at the start it was all a blur, but after a while everything kind of just slows down and you Mm. get more time to think about what you're doing and where you're going and you you need to be quick on your feet with all those decisions.
0: You said Damien Oliver was your idol when you were uh, a young girl. Was it in grade three you did a a full report on Ollie, was it?
2: (laughs) I sure did. did all (laughs) the research.
0: (laughs) What did your teacher say when you said, I'm going to do uh, my uh report on damien oliver oh
2: i was the crazy little horse girl they all used to it (laughs) (laughs) obsessed
0: and what happens when you say to your mum hey i want to become a jockey
2: oh i think it was more the danger side of it she really didn't support because she obviously didn't want me to get hurt Mm. but throughout the years i think she realized this was all i've ever wanted and she's been a really big support
0: yeah Yeah. and when did you have your first pony when did you
2: I actually volunteered at a trail riding joint in Torquay when I was 12, because obviously not mm. old enough to work yet. And I saved up like little cash pony rides here and there for my first pony. His name was Frankie, he was bay with two blue eyes. And no, I just did pony club with him. I loved jumping, but couldn't get around the dressage. And yeah, that was that. Was that.
0: Uh, do you remember watching races when you were younger, or was it all about?
2: I did but not having the racing background I, I didn't know what I was really looking mm. at. It wasn't until I was 14, 15, when I was actually in a racing stable working there that I could actually figure out. Who the was the first racing
0: it. stable you worked for?
2: It was in Mornington, this is a long time ago. It would have been Trempinudo. Yep. But and I've worked for plenty of I, I racing. I was gonna stables say who who have been some of, of your
0: who have been some of your early mentors that have really helped you?
2: Uh, I I did a stint at Pat Carey's. That was really good. Pat's really lovely. And, oh, there's so many. Nathan Dunn was Mm -hmm. a massive help, just getting to know how to get the babies going and watching them go through the grades. That was an amazing experience. But I'm really happy to be at Buston's now.
0: You're a young lady. Your age, most of your mates are working out what they're going to do every weekend and what <laughs> party they're going to or, or nightclub. So how different is your lifestyle to what they're doing?
2: Uh, racing's my life. I've only really got friends in racing, <laughs> to yeah? be honest, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you're all in the same boat?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's good that way.
0: And for you, Carly, what's your weekly lifestyle work week look like? Because there's a lot of travel involved, there's a lot of early mornings and the, the race days are getting longer uh, mm-hmm. and there are more meetings. So how do you balance it?
1: Uh yeah, mine's my week's pretty hectic at the moment. Like I've been riding six race riding six days a week lately, so um unless I can have a Sunday off, it's sort of gotta try and find a half day during the de- during the week, get a just a rest, you know, i work Monday and then trials and usually Tuesday to Sunday I'm race riding, so it's early morning track work, go to the races and um and then lately we've been having night meetings two, three times a week, so it's hard to sort of Lately, do something different with life. Just got to get the rest when I can, really.
0: Well, there's a lot of talk about participant burnout, and especially from a jockey point of view. So what do you do to try and, I suppose, keep yourself fresh?
1: I've just Personally, I've just got to make sure I get enough sleep. Um, a couple of weeks ago when it was the Tasmanian Carnival going across there, I was going across three times within a week and a half, and you could, I just felt the burnout. I just had to have mm. um, sort two, three days of doing the minimum I can and then I was sort of back feeling refreshed, but I just make sure I have good naps during my day and <laughs> then I'm set.
0: <laughs> uh, we're with Carleen Heffel and also Caitlin Hollywood, who have joined me in the studio. It's International Women's Day and these two ladies are, are doing wonderful things in racing. Uh, Caitlin's just beginning her journey. and. Carleen, we'll take a break and when we come back I'm going to play a replay of one of your best moments so far in the saddle, which only occurred last weekend, we'll be back after this Storm King the front runner, Charmstar out beyond the centre, the two shadow rolls, Charmstar takes the lead from Storm King, Man Kay on the outside and don't doubt Dory's driving a needle through, it's Charmstar in front, it's getting the wobbles, here's Dory, don't doubt Dory on the outside, hit the lead and don't doubt Dory wins the Wangaratta Cup a long neck on chance. Oh, what a win. Don't doubt Dory with Carlene Heffel in the saddle, notching her 150th winner in the feature Wangaratta Cup. Is he your favourite?
1: I a lot of people ask me this because he's been a very, very good horse for me, but he's he's second in line, just, just.
0: Who's your favourite?
1: Marantana's my favourite. Okay. He's stable, mate.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, he's been, probably been just as good, but not quite as quality races. but he's he's on top for me.
0: Yeah. Um, what was that moment like? Uh taking the cup but a milestone win as well.
1: Yeah, like I said, Dory's been a very good milestone horse for me. He's always seems to be there ticking off the ticking off the boxes. But um it was really good um to win that that cup on him. Um he's he's a funny horse. He doesn't really show all his ability all the time, so you sort of got a question whether he's he's putting in or not, but that race just showed he's he's back and he's gone just as good as ever.
0: And also with Julian Welsh, I'd imagine that would have made it extra special.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Julian and his wife Mel, they have half half a share in him, so yeah, it's it's a nice team effort. You know, you put all the work into these horses, you, you grow bonds with them and and ju- with Julian. So to get the win as a team, it's fantastic.
0: Over the last six to twelve months, Carleen, you've you've really gone like a rocket with your career what's been the change obviously you're getting the support from big name trainers like peter moody and others but is there something else that you've been working on or or change or is it just confidence time experience
1: i think um i had that six months off where i broke my leg Mm. and um i had a lot of time to sort of think about what i wanted and i knew i had to improve my riding and i had to improve a few things so when I came back, I think I was just hungrier than ever, and I knew what I had to do, and I knew I had to put the work in. So, um, yeah, I think just from there, I've I've just made sure I was ticking the boxes that I want to improve on, and it's showing.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt it's showing. How do you get in to a um, connection with Peter Moody Stable?
1: Uh, so just working with Julian, you know, um, riding. We have pre trainers and breakers for Moody, so. I was riding them and you know, he'd turn up to pick horses up and, and I told Julian I think I should start riding for moods and he goes, Yeah, just ask him. So as he does, he popped popped around, picked some horses up. I said, Oh, can I come around Saturday morning ride? He goes, Yeah, no worries. And um easy as that. Really? That's how we got there, yeah.
0: Um, you say you can be a little volatile at times. Have uh, have you ridden one a bit poorly and been on the end of a of a moody discussion?
1: Uh I've ridden a couple poorly, but I actually, I'm pretty, pretty lucky. I haven't caught a big spray off him, touch wood. I'm hoping that doesn't have to happen, but uh, maybe he's just got a soft spot for me. But um, (laughs) yeah, haven't copped a big spray, just the more, it gives you the more disappointed.
0: Oh, the disappointed father. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's even worse. Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about yourself, Caitlin? Do you, at this early stage, set yourself... Any goals? Are you that type of person where you'd sit down and go, right, this is what I'd like to achieve?
2: I think everyone needs to have goals to get somewhere in life, to be honest. Um, Personally, at the moment, I think my first goal would be to get myself to doing official trials, so then obviously I can start race riding, but I do have smaller goals inside the big goals to obviously do on how my riding's going and what I can improve on. But... Yeah, those are the goals for now.
0: What would you right now say, I want to improve the most?
2: Just looking the neatest I can, yep. just staying nice and low on them and, yeah, working on that.
0: What word, words of advice would you give um, Caitlin and Carlene if you put yourself back in the shoes that you used to be in, where she is right now?
1: Yeah, I'd just um, obviously put all the work in you can because you know you'll get the rewards and... Just look at other riders and always look back on yourself and see what you can prove, yeah. If, if there's always something you can prove, you just got to work hard at it.
0: It's a it's a cutthroat industry, but it, there seems to be a great camaraderie amongst your fellow jockeys, whether it be male or female, that if you've got a question, they'll help you out or they'll try and guide you. Is that what you've found, Carlo?
1: Yeah, always. Um, no matter what the question is, there's always going to be someone to answer it for you. Yeah, it's it's really good like that.
0: Who did you look up to the most when you started?
1: Uh, well, I guess I had Jamie in the rooms yeah. with me, so, and she's probably going the best out of everyone, I, th- I think. So It was it's easy to have someone there like that in the rooms with you to ask whatever you want.
0: Have you seen an increase in the amount of young girls in, in the jockey ranks and those who want to become jockeys? It, it almost seems that in five, ten years' mm-hmm. time, the, the the women may outnumber the men.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of more girls coming through. Um, and being at some of those racetracks with the smaller mm. women's change rooms, it definitely shows it. Um, there's what it obviously used to be like, you know, small rooms for small numbers, but now the numbers are growing. Um, and sometimes there's more girls in one race than boys. So it's definitely evening out a lot more.
0: You make a good point. That needs to change, doesn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. There's a few rooms there that really need some work on.
0: Yeah, especially around the country. Why do you think there is now that explosion? And you can answer this, Caitlin, because you're one of them, uh, of young women who are who are wanting to get into the industry and become jockeys compared to young, young men.
2: Um, I think, obviously, Jamie Carr and Michelle Payne had a big influence mm. on everyone's opinions, but, yeah.
0: And... Pony club, there seems to be a lot more girls doing pony clubs and getting in at the grassroots. Do you think that is a factor as well with the horses?
2: I feel like girls always did pony club, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah, but well, there now seems to be, which is a great pathway, that there are more that are making the transition into racing.
1: I think it's just nowadays, it's, um, I guess it's more publicized, you know, there's yeah. a lot more social media for racing jobs and and people wanting these kids in pony club to come work at the stables, you know. I think it's just more out in the open than what it used to be. So I think that's where they're sort of they're going from pony club to the stables and then they want to ride work and mm. so on, you know. I think that's what the main thing is about that
0: you were speed Damon outside of Riding horses fast. You like fast rides, fast yeah. cars.
1: Yeah, I used to go pretty hard on the go kart track. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, um, yeah. we just found something out that young Caitlin is also a bit of a uh, a rev head. Uh, <laughs> you like horsepower, not just on the actual animals, but in the cars as well. What are yeah, you doing do. uh, outside of? Your racing life?
2: Oh, I've always loved cars. It's always just been cars and horses. But I've actually got a new project at the moment, a little MR2 for the first model. And uh, me and my partner are just working on that at the moment.
0: So you're rebuilding it? Yeah, yeah that's, pretty much. That's amazing. So you put the overalls on at the end of the day and, <laughs> and get under the car with the,
2: the spanner. And yep. Self-taught? Yeah, yeah. Um, trial and error and a bit of YouTube.
0: Who's got the best... <laughs> Car that you've seen of the jockeys.
2: I've got a different taste to most of the jockeys. Okay, what are
0: you—a muscle car or? Yeah, um,
2: more of the JDM sort of cars. It's like Japanese imports. Okay, right. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, What's your favorite?
2: Uh, Probably. Oh, there's so many. Alright. but um.
0: What's your, if you could buy a car when you're a successful jockey, just as successful as Jamie Carr, probably more successful, and money wasn't an object, what car would you buy?
2: Oh, there'd be more than one. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be so many.
0: <laughs> uh, who do you reckon's got the best car of all the, the young hot rod jocks?
1: Um, well, they've all got nice cars now. But uh, I don't know. I can't even pick one. What do you drive? I drive a track. New one, new Ranger. I don't
0: even know what that is. It's Gosh. Ford Ranger. Oh, Ford Ranger. There yeah. you go. Okay, <laughs> lovely. I, I better ask you about some horsepower that we do know about. You're riding today at Sandown as well. It's a bit of a late start today. Um, who do you think's your best today, Carlene?
1: Um. Oh, my best. I have to say, maybe Flash Flood in the last.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. How? how- do you find riding the Lakeside track?
1: Yeah, I like I like Lakeside. Pretty nice, you know. It's a lovely big track, plenty of time. So.
0: Have you got a favourite track?
1: Flemington. Yeah. It's hard to go past.
0: So flash flood for Kiramar and Dave Eustace in the last race shows how well you're going when you've got three rides for... Ma Eustace and Peter Moody, uh, from your four rides today, uh, it's been lovely to meet you both in the studio here today. And Caitlin, we wish you all the best—the uh, very first start of what hopefully will be a very successful career.
2: Awesome, thank you.
0: And Carleen, well done on everything that you're achieving. You're going from strength to strength. Do you still set yourselves self goals at this stage?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think you've always got to have goals because you've, you, you know, you've got something to work towards. Yeah. What's your goal now? Um getting some rides in some better races, you know, mm. stakes and group races. Um, hopefully winning one soon.
0: Yep. Well just keep hassling that man for the moody. All he has <laughs> is stakes <laughs> class horses these days. Uh good to see you ladies. Really appreciate your time. Good luck today at Sandown and good luck with the future. Awesome, thank you. Carlene Heffel joining us there along with Caitlin Hollywood who